When all is said and done, listen to episode 51. Listeners, we're back! I cannot believe it. Once again, uh, we're back and I'm asking you to uh, leave us a review. Tell your friends, tell anyone, tell your mother, tell your father, tell your children about the Potter Vision podcast. Um, Why not leave us a review? Or if you'd like to support the show further, visit patreon.com forward slash Potter Vision. We're going on tour for a list of all our tour dates. Visit pottervision.com. As a bit of a disclaimer, this episode gets a little bit silly, but we don't mean the daft things we joke about. Let us off. Please, listeners, let us off. Anyway, here's me going on and on and on and on. Here's episode 51. to the Pottervision podcast, the podcast where every seven days, myself, Lucas Kirkby, and this man opposite me, Tom Lawrenson, we look at a chapter from the Harry Potter books and discuss it. This week, we're on episode 51, and we're getting to the end of this book, it's chapter 16 of book three, Professor Trelawney's Prediction. Mm-hmm. Tom, how are you? I'm all right, but I'm excited to announce we've got a very special guest this week. Connie's back! Hey, it's <laughs> Connie! <laughs> Connie's back on the pod! Uh, the pod came out last week and there's been landslide support for Connie, <laughs> the new permanent member of the Pot of Vision podcast. We've had at least 12 separate messages across our social media Have saying... Have we? Uh, no. <laughs> saying, how much did you having Connie on the show? Connie was on last week, if you don't remember. And uh, Connie's a chick. Uh, I don't know if she's a child. Well, she's probably a child if she's a chick. Yeah. She only talks to me. And she's just a valued member of the pod. She's fun to have around. She's fun to have around. Sometimes I flick a beak. Uh, How long's this bit going to take? Can I, like, step out for it? Listeners, (laughs) you might be thinking Connie sounds a lot like friend of the show, Louis Shaw. But no, we've got another guest. Oh, I forgot about you. (laughs) It's friend of the show, Louis Shaw. Hello, everyone. It's Mm. very odd seeing you outside of Christmas. I know, yeah. I was surprised when I didn't get the call back for the Christmas episode in this book, but, you know, you had me back for the uh, animal execution episode, so, you know, <laughs> happy about that. Get him back on. Get him back on. Now, what's been uh, what's been going on with you since we last saw you? Firstly, I yeah. want to say thank you very much for having me back on. Manners. And that, and that you look fantastic, both of you. Oh! <laughs> and Connie, beautiful, <laughs> as always. Hang on, she's a child. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not a feather out of place. Though. <laughs> what have you been up to? You've been busy. Uh, well, as is traditional on the Potter Vision show, mm. I went for a big long run today to wear myself out. You know, <laughs> get nice and tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you often do that, right? I go for runs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it's fun. How, long, how far did you run? About ten k. Ten k. But I'm ready. I'm ready now. I'm a ready man. A man with hair. He's had a brown hair. 
long brown curly hair, a sharp nose, a sharp tongue. Is that you or me? I've got a long body. I've got short, stubby little legs. I'm liking this. Hey, Lewis. That's it. That's what I wanted to do. Lewis, if you could learn a bit of rudimentary Spanish, we could get rid of this guy. <laughs> Just me and you and Connie. Hey, Connie goes nowhere without me. Oh, Lucas, how are you? Oh, I'm well, I'm well. You've got a look about you that tells me you've got a story to tell. Oh, a little bit of a story to tell. Now, as you know, I've started my new job at this agency, mm. hoping to do tuition work. Maths tuition, it's my trade, it's what I did my degree in, it's what I've got eight years of experience doing in delivery. Excuse me, sir, Mr Lucas, I'm thick, I'm a child who's thick, can you teach me? <laughs> uh, look, I don't agree that you're thick, I believe every child is able to do maths, but yes, I'll help you. Thank you very much. Continue. <laughs> But, because the uh, the National Tutoring Programme isn't rolling out till next month, they've got me doing random bits of teaching assistant work. Right, so mm. I was out of school last week, I was telling you about it. Last Friday, they sent me an email on the Thursday. We need cover at uh, an SEN school. S-E-N. Special Educational Needs. Right, so I sent an email back. I said, look, I've never worked in an SEN school before. I have a tiny bit of experience with, like, low-level educational needs. But, you know, if you need me, you need me. They said, don't worry, it'll be fine. As long as you're proactive, you'll be great. <laughs> and you know what? It was fantastic. Was it? I honestly loved it. It was so, I don't know, it was just a lovely feeling. Just to, like, There was a lot of, like, mm. sensory stuff. A lot of music, lots of lights, mm -hmm. lots of, uh, yeah, really nice. I had a great time. It was uh, really, really, like, uh, like humbling, I think. You can do your McDonald's reveal now or later? Hey, should we do it now? He's bought himself a large Diet Coke. <laughs> Possibly Coke Zero. I'm not one to speculate. Um, but it's Monopoly season, as we know, uh, and he may have won a prize. Will well, you reveal it? I will. Last week, I won nothing. So I've got myself a large, you get an extra sticker, and you get more chance of winning. So I'll try and peel it off. Oh, no, it's not worked again. Hang on. It's a rivet in it. <laughs> I think he might have won an apple pie. I sort of feel apple pie. You got an apple pie. Oh, he's apple pie. Yeah. I nearly won a whole meal. You know, apple pie, small French fries. I went to McDonald's the other week, right? I got a McFlurry. Uh. On the McFlurry, right, uh. I won cheeseburger. Right. Oh. Go up, get the cheeseburger, peel off the sticker for that. I want a coat. <laughs> Hang on, you don't <laughs> get a sticker on a cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't get this bloody. Oh, here we go. Hey. What's he won? Oh, nothing. I've got Fenchurch Station and mm. Bow Street. Mm. Lucas, I need to congratulate you on your engagement. Hey! I listened to the episode where you announced it and I thought it was very funny that it took you at least 15 minutes to get round to it <laughs> like after listening to Tom's uh, Burger yeah. King story. Oh, that yeah. Burger King story. Yeah, we'll remember that. I wondered when you were going to bring that up. <laughs> when you like... Oh, congratulations on <laughs> whatever happened to you there. I, I, what did happen? No, don't go A man it. was making horsey noises. Oh, yeah. I did like that, actually. <laughs> Listeners, I got engaged. A man was making horsey noises in Tom's company. Both equally important. I've just been to a wedding this weekend, mm. and I think you, Tom, mm -hmm. are really going to enjoy the best man speech. Oh. Because everyone has to laugh. They're a captive no audience, what, yeah. and they have to laugh. They're so positive. Yeah. So it's not like 
doing a stand-up set in a northern working man's club where they actively don't want to laugh at you. Do they have to laugh, though? Yes, they do. Do they? Yes. Because this audience will be completely Polish. <laughs> be completely yeah, Polish. True. My family will be there. Yeah, yeah, no, it'll be good. <laughs> we might have somebody translating it, I don't know. I think the honourable thing to do would be if I learnt it in both languages yeah. and I'd bring a tear to people's eyes. <laughs> I think it would, I'd, yeah. I'd like, like an interpreter to read it and like his face as he's... I want one of them that. interpreters that goes to like hip hop concerts, you know, stands at the front and does like, you know, does the sign language oh, yeah, for the WAP dance. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, I don't even want to describe what I've just seen. They'll need to do that during uh, my speech. Yeah. Aren't yeah. oh, you going to ask me what I've been up to? What have you been up to, Tom? Woke up this morning, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crack of dawn. <laughs> 6 a.m., you know, crack of dawn. Yeah. Uh, woke up, yeah? Wake up. Downstairs. <laughs> Frosted treadies. Not frosted treadies. Frosted wheat. Have you had those? Yeah, I've had those, yeah. yeah. You had those? Yeah. Frosted wheat? Yeah, like frosted shreddies, aren't they? Sugar, sugar no, not frosted shreddies. Sugar, sugar on normal shreddies. Sugar on shredded wheat. Oh. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Quick bowl of that. Mm. Mm. Get in my car, drive to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the dog's coming after you. Takes, <laughs> takes half an hour to get there, right? Yeah. That's how far away I live from work now. Mm. Oof. Get to work. Sit at my desk, have a coffee. Mm. Mm. I've made the mistake of having breakfast at quarter past six. Could I wait that long for lunch till 12? Oh, no. Mm. 10 a.m., I have a bowl of porridge at work. Yeah. Some peanut butter, right? Then go to Tesco because I don't need lunch. Mm. At Tesco, I buy a katsu curry. Chicken. Ooh, lovely. £3.50. Yeah. Take that back with me, and I also grab some little chocolate treats. Milky Way, Freddo, and a Kinder Bar. Yeah. Ate them in the car. Get to work. Yeah. Eat my lunch. And here we are now. God, that's a diet of a man in crisis. <laughs> You've relapsed. <laughs> my goodness. Uh, a few months ago, you were on it with the diet. You were doing really well. Making all your own meals. Yeah. Not eating three different bars of chocolate. I was, I was trying to think of some good memories that was three have had. Mm. And I think there was... I, I think it was your super sweet 16, Lucas. Oh, yeah. Was it your 16th birthday? 19th, 21st. 21st, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was a really good party, I just wanted to say. Like, yeah, it was, it was, it was fun, fantastic. Wasn't it? Yeah, there was like costumes, drinks, mm. foods, yeah. entertainment. Mm, had Phil, did you have someone um, painted what? like Phil Taylor, didn't you? Was there food? Uh, I don't know if there was I'm food. I remember eating something. I remember. don't remember no food. Peanuts behind the bar. Food. I remember, yeah, there was a guy who was a speed painter and he painted one picture of Freddie Mercury upside down. Oh, and he, you, and then he, oh turned he turned it around. Why yeah. don't you have that hung in your bedroom? It's it's enormous. It's probably about the size of this window. That's not that big. Oh, it is for a picture. <laughs> that not. is big, mate. <laughs> That's art. Oh, Listeners, the window is the size <laughs> of an A5 piece of paper. <laughs> Five. Was there a Phil Taylor one as well? There was a Phil Taylor one as well that he had to like. Eight I mean, then. Eight the two. other thing is that um, the birthday boy doesn't traditionally sing to his guests, but we had a bit of that. Yeah. I didn't think you were going to do shit on the road, but by gum you did it. <laughs> did I? Was I? Happy for it. That was fantastic. I really, really enjoyed myself. It was a good party. Thank you very much. It was good. It was a fancy dress, but the rule was that you had to dress up as something to do with me, apparently. It was just, can I just say it was a surprise party? Oh, was it? Because this sounds incredibly <laughs> self-indulgent. 
Right, everybody, you're all invited to my 21st, but... It's funny how many people actually did bring a PA system with them. <laughs> what he did. What he did. What he did. What did you two dress up as? Cowboys, I think. Yeah, cowboys. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like, like country music, music don't yeah. you? Yeah. Lucas. Yeah. Won't you please treat us to one of your famous chapter 16 rundowns? I must admit, I'm a little bit nervous. I've never done a rundown to an audience so big. There's three of you listening. <laughs> Don't try and put him off, Connie. Oh, Connie hasn't got ears anyway. <laughs> oh no, she doesn't. <laughs> She's a little dirt mark. <laughs> That's the same. That's the same as an ear. <laughs> so, chapter 16, Professor Trelawney's prediction. Mm. Exams are on the horizon and they've no idea how Hermione's doing it. She's got two exams at nine o'clock on the Monday. She's got two exams at one o'clock on the Monday. But whatever, she's getting them done. They do all the exams. Hagrid's one is ridiculous because he's preoccupied with Buckbeak's execution. There's going to be another trial and appeal, but they're bringing the executioner down already. It's not looking good. Anyway, final exam of the week, it's divination. And Harry goes up, he has a one-to-one exam with Professor Trelawney, doesn't go very well, and then suddenly she goes all weird. Her eyes roll in the back of her head and she's going, the servant of the Dark Lord is going to escape and he's going to reunite with the Dark Lord and the Dark Lord's going to be all-powerful. It's all a bit weird. She doesn't remember she's said anything and off Harry goes. They decide to go visit Hagrid because Buckbeak is going to be executed. Hermione gets the invisibility cloak back. They go to Hagrid's and guess who they find in Hagrid's shack? Scabbers the bloody rats. They escape out the back door. Hagrid doesn't want them to see the carnage. And they hear the axe being hit on the ground. And that's how the chapter ends. Professor Trelawney's prediction. Mm. What, what a, a chapter. chapter. What, what a, a chapter. chapter. The episode starts off about... Uh... Can, I, can I say something? Personal? Please. I want to give a big congratulations to Gryffindor for winning the Quidditch Cup. Do you mean that? Yes. <laughs> it's been a long time coming, eight years. I don't think they're listening. Who isn't? <laughs> Gryffindor. What potheads out there are listening? Gryffindor. Some of them will be Gryffindor. Gryffindor team 1993. <laughs> <laughs> they're what are you well. two like? Quidditch, anyway. Boring, do you think so? I fucking love Quidditch. Yeah? Yeah, my favourite chapters when I was reading it, growing up. Right. Oh. Sport boy. Well, you two geeks. Yeah. Hey! I like Quidditch. Hey! Were you sporty, were you, Lewis? I was a bit, but Quidditch is interesting. It's like you're on a broomstick flying a, around. A bit, he says. At university, Lewis Shaw was on two separate hockey teams. Were uh, you? One for work, one for pleasure. <laughs> you should have seen when I had to play two matches at once. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to be one on ice and one on grass. <laughs> Very good. Were you sporty at school? Oh, yeah. He's yeah, been a hockey. I love running, running about, running you know, about. Like, hitting things with sticks. I think I'd be a bludger. Mm. Mm. What would you two be? Keeper. No, Seeker, go on then. I'd be the snitch. Long, <laughs> <laughs> away. Seeker's off on their own, they don't have to play with the rest. It's like they've got their yeah, own little true. game going on. Yeah. What about you, boy? Well, I'm quite good with a, a, a racket, so I think I'd be a, a beater. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry, Is it? it's the ball that's the bludger, isn't it? It's the yeah, beater, yeah, the beater. The I think I could be <clears throat> a beater once I <clears throat> got over the violence. <clears throat> Could do that. Sorry, that, now I've got that bit of admin out the way. You can <laughs> carry on, Tom. Congratulations <laughs> to Gryffindor. 
They're all daydreaming about what they'd like to be doing during the spring break, and yeah. that's lying by the big lake drinking pints and pints of iced pumpkin juice. Yeah. <clears throat> Gross. We've said it before. <laughs> what? I know it's spooky, pumpkin yeah. juice, but pumpkin juice ain't particularly sweet. Yeah. No. It's not like orange or apple juice, which is sweet. Yeah. yeah. And that's all they drink. That is one thing we're doing better than the Wizarding World, isn't it? Fruit juices. I mean, the pumpkin isn't even a fruit. What is it, a squash? Is it a squash? <laughs> squash, squash. Yeah, I'd say squash, so. Squash. With them big, thick seeds, seeds in it. Oh, dear. Yeah. And also, it's June. It's not even like... Are they even, can you even get a yeah. pumpkin that time of year? No, I, I looked this up. <laughs> <laughs> I looked this up. Because later on, uh, Buckbeat's tethered to the pumpkin patch. I Googled it. It'd be it. a sparse patch, wouldn't it? Yeah. You're supposed to plant the seeds in May slash June. So you're telling me? Yeah. So either those are fake pumpkins <laughs> yeah. and these kids are drinking pumpkin juice from concentrate. Yeah, yeah I think that's, that's right. <laughs> well, we've said it before. We think that Hagrid is painting his buttocks orange and calling them his pumpkins. So God only knows what that juice What's is. What's his pumpkin patch then? What's out there? It's a little plaster he's got on Well, it. they must have some different climate going on at Hogwarts that they can grow oh, yeah. pumpkins. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he uses Engorgio, doesn't he, to make them bigger? So who knows what's going on? Engorgio, that's don't say that. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a not. It sounds naughty that spell, doesn't it? Blame the writer. Hey. Makes things bigger. Engorgio. <laughs> <laughs> now, what are Fred and George revising for? They're revising for their OWLs, the Ordinary Wizarding levels. Mm-hmm. And um, who's doing the news? Uh, Percy's in his final year. Percy's doing the news. O.W. Wells stands for Ordinary Wisting Levels. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Newts is the stretch, because she definitely came up with the word first and then was like, how can I make an anagram out of that? Yeah. Newts. Nastily exhausting wizarding tests. Yeah. Why is an opinion about the tests in the title of them? Yeah. Nastily exhausting. Well, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? It should be, like... How could you ever take that qualification seriously? Yeah. I know. If there's one thing in the wizarding world that shouldn't be sillily named, it's the exams. Yeah, Yeah, it's like me going, oh, I'm um, going off to uni to study my Douglas. What's my Douglas? It's my Dirty Ugly Girl Leaping Award. (laughs) Well, let's see if you can get this next one. I think think you could do better, Tom. After that, that, I'm going to study, try and get my Perfection Excellence Award of Divine Optimism. No, you can't be studying oh. Oh. And I'm following that, I've got my uh, non-orthodox Nana certificate, everyone. <laughs> no, <laughs> stop it. Oh, dear. None. Yeah, <laughs> we can all spell. <laughs> but you're right, I agree that it's ridiculous. But we should be appreciating every last moment we have with Percy, because he's going to be leaving Does next year. Is like Percy? No. No. They cut him out of the films, I think, in the maybe first or second one, and he doesn't appear again until Order of the Phoenix. Mm. And he's a baddie in that, briefly, and he gets to hold Daniel Radcliffe's arm, like, arresting him. Oh, God. Yeah, because he's in the first film, isn't he? But, yeah, he does disappear. So many of these actors get cut out because they can't be asked paying them or even having them seen on screen. You don't see the Dursleys for, like, three films. The, The films are, like, two and a half hours anyway. 
long or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't have every storyline. Just wave. Just, you know, in the background. In the background. In the background, hey, Percy. <laughs> Hiya. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> well, if you see the Weasleys together, you, yeah. like, you want Percy there. If at the Weasleys' house, yeah. you want everyone there, don't you? Yeah, yeah you want to see them all. Yeah, because I think you only get Madame Hooch in one film. I think you only get Professor Sprout in one film. She it's might like, come back at the end. Sometimes you're watching um, a, a sitcom or something, and they've not been able to, like, I don't know, for some reason... For the season, they've written out a specific person. Yeah, because yeah. Because the actor's away doing something else. I was watching Parks and Rec the other day. Yeah. And Rob Lowe's in it. And Rob Lowe, uh, his character in the programme, his girlfriend, wife or whatever, is giving birth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're in the hospital. And they're like, where's Rob Lowe? And he's like, oh, he's <laughs> somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> hey! Yeah, they'll just write characters out for ages, won't they, while mm. they do like a film or something. Yeah. It's weird that you did that in a real world job. Yeah. It's like, I'm, I'm fucking off for a bit. Mm. Just, I guess I might be on Zoom or something like that in a, for a 10 minutes at work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just wave at you. <laughs> I'll have a cameo at the end of the calendar month. Yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> but Percy, he's gone a bit mad for me because he's so stressed about his newts that he's shouting at people to be quiet in the Gryffindor common room. Go to the library and revise. Go to the bedroom. Mm. The common room is for chilling out, relaxing. 100%. You know. It's the common room. Yeah. I want to live like common people in the common room. Now, uh, some of the uh, students are doing daft little uh, tests, like turning a teapot into a tortoise. Fun. And I wonder if you ever get at Hogwarts the kind of students that, you know, start complaining about such a task. Like, when am I going to use that in life? Yeah. T- you... Tortoises aren't native to this country or whatever. Yeah. I think you've already covered it, but, like, I- I'm obs- the exact same opinion. <laughs> like, when are you going to have to think, like, make a confusing concoction? <laughs> like, when, when is that going to be, like, necessary, yeah. like, after Hogwarts? Like, I know. You What, yeah, making a confusing concoction. Your husband comes into the dining room, I made you a confusion concoction. Oh, I'm okay, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would you like to do cheering charms on each other tonight? I don't think that's going to save our marriage. <laughs> <laughs> but this, this is what I do, you know. When we get kids at school, they say, oh, when am I ever going to use maths? When am I ever going to use maths? I say, look, have you read Harry Potter? Things in that are ridiculous compared to this maths. And <laughs> you're going to turn a tortoise into a teapot. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you teach them something they can use? Like, what do kids always want to use? Do oh. they ask you that? It's always stuff like uh, BMXing. Well, I don't even know because, like, I think the stuff that's useful they'd find incredibly boring as a kid. Hagrid's exam, pathetic. And for this reason, I don't think Hagrid's contract should be renewed another year. <laughs> he's been given a chance to be a teacher this year. Yeah. Uh, one of the, the magical creatures of hundreds that he cares after yeah. is having to be put down and he's completely given up on his role. Yeah. He's getting pe- what look at a bo- <laughs> bowl of flubber worms for an hour. Well, That's is the he exam. Teach, what, is he actually an, an actual teacher now? Like He's not caretaker What's anymore. What's his title? He's a, he is the keeper of the keys, but he's also now a care of magical creatures well, teacher. Bloody hope he got raised. That's a lot of work, isn't it? Yeah, because he's not changed jobs. He's actually just doubled just up. Just doubled up, yeah. He's not done much. He's just been, <laughs> he's just been getting pissed. Having a pop. But, you know, you're like... Mm. 
Hagrid, if your mind's off other things, this subject has been taught at Hogwarts for centuries. Yeah. Go into the cupboard, grab a past paper, <laughs> and get them to do last year's test, because mm. they're not going to have seen it, because it, it was used last year. Do you think they have uh, teaching assistants at Hogwarts? I think like they're bloody the kids. Sure, <laughs> yeah, kids who don't get it. But I feel like there's no like there's no quality assurance of these exams at all. Nobody's checking like because I think if Dumbledore saw that Hagrid had got this exam, yeah, be like, what's going yeah. on? And like they were like, oh, you could see Snape giving me a zero. It's like, why is that a foregone conclusion? Why is Snape like? <laughs> Being mean to kids, like, apparently. Well, like, what's the mark scheme for this? This is the end zero. of year assessment. And you just... It's a zero thing, zero. Yeah. I've been expelled. <laughs> yeah, thanks, mate. You got your the, wish, I guess. There should be at least six different areas of criteria that you all get marked on. External invigilators, yeah. surely. Yeah, 100%. Mm. Yeah, not on. These exams are a sham and a disgrace. And I think... I don't know, it's getting pathetic. They're having midnight exams. Inappropriate. Yeah. <laughs> These are children. I don't care if it's astronomy. Children need sleep. Yeah. Right. They're messing around here. I don't... Like, they're intentionally trying to upset these kids. Midnight exams, <laughs> not to mention nastily exhausting, whizzing tests. They're going out of their way to make these kids unsettled, or at the very least, sleepy. <laughs> I mean, they shouldn't really have the astrology uh, tests like in the middle of June, should they? <laughs> During the winter, when it's like gets dark at seven o'clock. Yeah. They've just not thought it through. I know, they get them up. Come on, kids, get up, everyone come out. Oh, it's cloudy. Bed then. <laughs> Again tomorrow. Oh, for fuck. Because what have they been tested on? Fair enough, they've gone in the middle of the night during the year and they're looking at things and all that. But you, you should have just a written exam. What are these constellations? What, you know, what's the, I don't know, phases of the moon or whatever? What are they testing them on? Ooh, how's Venus looking tonight? <laughs> bit bright, bit blurry. <laughs> <laughs> write it down, write it down. <laughs> I didn't help you, I didn't help you. <laughs> what is that exam? What are you looking out for in the sky? <laughs> what can you see? Stars. Write it down. Stars. <laughs> the moon. Oh, the moon. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> the moon. moon in the sky. <laughs> can you tell us what type of moon it is for an extra point? Earth's moon. Oh, <laughs> Earth's moon. <laughs> Somebody's coming back in year four. Yeah. Hey. Hermione's boggarts. We finally find out. Me and Lucas, mm. we queried about it several episodes previous. It turns out to be Professor McGonagall telling her that she's failed, right? Yeah. Uh, the boggart, like, takes a form of something you're scared of. You, the yeah. most feared thing, mm. yeah. But it's interesting, isn't it? What yeah. an easy life Hermione's had. Yeah. If that's her biggest fear, a teacher tell her that she's failed. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd do anything for that life. Yeah. Lovely. The things that haunt me. We've already gone over our boggarts. Yours was a room full of moths. <laughs> yeah. Do you moths? Uh, no, no. A bit no, horrible. A bit creepy, yeah. yeah he used to live that. in a moth's nest, didn't you? Oh, my flattered moths. We had to get an exterminator. <laughs> oh, how many moths? Oh, too many to count. Oh, that's if I'm totally honest, yeah. It was too just, many to count. loads of them. Over a thousand, surely. Yeah. yeah. What were you scared of? Um, Sorry to go over. What, what was mine? I haven't listened to that episode. Uh, can't remember. BFG or something. BFG. But Lewis, it leads me to the question: What would be your bogger? What would Ooh, be your this, most feared thing? This question you dropped on me. Uh, and let me, I'm going to preface it with the same warning I gave him. 
you don't give a sad answer. Because he cocked and loaded. <laughs> I was never like... Dying alone. Dying alone. And you're like, come on. <laughs> how's a, a boggart going to do you that? <laughs> Just my coffin in a church with an empty, empty congregation. Dying alone. Yeah. How is a boggart going to turn into that? Oh, I don't know. Cold coffee or something? Cold coffee. Cool. A cup of coffee with no steam rising from it. Is there any animal that gives you the heebie-jeebies? Animals. How about a mouthful? Oh, I don't like wasps. If it was a giant wasp, that would, like, and it would, oh, like yeah. trying to sting me in my heart or something. I'd... Oh. Yeah, giant wasp. Giant wasp. That'd scare me, definitely. Yeah. 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 Oh, my God. That scared you. <laughs> scared me. <laughs> oh. Sorry, Tom. For me, this is, like, I can't believe Hermione, because all you have to do is say ridiculous yeah. and sort it out. Oh, is that the, that's the spell? Yeah, you say ridiculous and then yeah. it turns into something else. So, like, I can't believe she couldn't face it. This is Hermione who in the next seven books, in, you know, in this series is going to yeah. help hey, to defeat the most powerful minute, wizard of all time. She's, like, She's a child. Yeah, Give a child true. a break. Oh, were you so perfect at oh, yeah, 14? That, that might be something you'd be scared of when you were... Uh, uh, were well, you so perfect at 14? <laughs> Picking on the older kids, getting your head cracked open, pouring salt in people's cups of tea. <laughs> what a perfect young man you are. And here you stand, a 27-year-old man, yeah. criticising Hermione Granger, a child. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick up for Lucas here. That's not on. <laughs> what? <laughs> He's got a bloody chip on his shoulder and a chick and on his lap. <laughs> And he's not treating me nice this episode, listeners. You two gang up against me, me and Connie will gang up against you. Oh, won't oh. we, Connie? <laughs> oh, she's waving him. <laughs> look at that evil look in her eye. <laughs> uh, the, the last bit of that exam as well seemed a lot harder than the other steps. It was like, ignore a misleading direction from a hinky punk. Yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> I'll go the other way. <laughs> And then you get faced with your worst fear. <laughs> Seems yeah. a bit of a... Ignore misleading direction, Hinky, but I'm not going to ignore it completely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, oh, what no, are you saying? No, listen no, to everything no. else it says. It's going to tell you a story. <laughs> no, just no, no, no. fuck it off. Yeah, at the end it's like, so what did the Hinky Punk tell you a story about? Oh, I should have listened to him, but ah. ignored the direction. Right, okay. Mm, but for me, pass. that is more like what an exam should be. There's four parts to the oh, Defence yeah. Against the Dark yeah. Arts exam. It was a good exam. Four things that they've learnt throughout the year. The History of Magic exam was all based on the homework that Harry did on the summer holidays. So there was nothing in the History of Magic exam based on material they'd learnt during year three. Because he had to go back to Florine Fortescue's ice cream parlour to remember what he'd learnt. That's what that was, him remembering it. Yeah, because he, uh, in, when he was in, uh, not Hogsmeade, Diagon Alley, yeah. he, the Florine Fortescue would teach him all about the history while he was trying to do his homework. Uh, and he was eating two Sundays a day. Look, Lewis, if you'd read the book, we wouldn't have to be distracted every five minutes catching you up. Now... Does Lewis think this hippogriff should be killed? I had one thought on the hippogriff execution. Tell us the axe was a bit dramatic. They've got magic, right? Mm -hmm. They could yeah. do a spell. Um, Vada Kedavra, right? Do yeah. that to the hippogriff. What, right. What's this? What's this axe? Yeah. Right. It's so dramatic. Theater. And the guy bringing the axe and showing it to everyone, like also or lethal injection. Lethal injection, yeah, with yeah. a wand. 
An electric chair. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> How do they put... <laughs> bit of poison or something. Yeah. You know, like, put it down. Yeah, pour some poison in it. I don't know if you know this, but the hippogriff is being killed because it bit... Yeah, mm. Malfoy. Draco Malfoy. Yeah, yeah. Tell Very good. You once bit by a school animal, weren't you? Oh, yeah. It was a hippogriff again. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? I, um, no, um, the some people were teasing a horse, some girls were yeah. teasing a horse. I went over to go... What are you doing to that horse? Stop, yeah. stop teasing it. Yeah. The horse turned on me, bit me on the shoulder. I go down. Down? Yeah. Ooh, like that. Stumble backwards because I got bit by a horse. A horse yeah. bit you? Horse had a big old boner. Did it? Yeah. <laughs> had a massive stonk on. What do you suppose would have been the correct punishment for that horse? Lop his. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like lop is only ever used in relation to castration. <laughs> what a beautiful rhyme that was. Oh, lovely. What a, what a thing to happen to be bitten by a horny horse. Horse bitten. I wouldn't, look, I wouldn't want its head chopped off or no. lethal injection or, you know, anything like that. I, I just think they, they went a bit far in a school full of dangerous things. Why the hippogriff? Why are you, why are you focusing on that, you know? Yeah. Let Lewis Shaw bite the horse. See, that's... That's that's what I think is a fair fair. An eye for an eye leaves the whole world blind. Or shall we cut the horse's cock in two? (laughs) (laughs) You see, if I bit the horse, I'd I'd worry that he'd enjoy it too much just based on how um, excited it was getting biting children. Mm. If I bit it back, I feel like... One of my favourite Lewis Shaw stories, being bitten by a horse, because I can imagine it. Listeners, if you're not doing this already, imagine the size of a horse's head. We've all been out on the street with, when there's one of them police horses out and about. Yeah, yeah. Their heads are enormous. Now imagine that whole mouth on your shoulder. Now imagine you're a young, spunky Lewis Shaw. That shoulder's small. Yeah. That was an odd use of words, but yeah, <laughs> okay, yeah. You're going to look me and him, dead, and Connie, dead in the eyes and tell us you weren't spunky. I can do it with you two. I can't do that to Connie, though. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Poor old Connie. I can't believe the Prime Minister's turned up. I had a question to ask you. Yeah. Yeah, why is the Prime Minister? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not the Prime Minister, isn't it? Just a member of the Ministry. He's like the Magic Prime Minister, isn't yeah. he? He's the head of mag- the Magic World. <laughs> Tony Blair has turned up. <laughs> And who, who are Hermione and Ron to be on not speaking terms with the Ministry of Magic? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like me being on not speaking terms with a councillor. Not talking to you. You've got every right. <laughs> you are just as much a citizen of this country as they are. Who? A councillor. That's true. But Lucas, yeah. have you ever been bitten by an animal? Have I ever been bitten by an animal? Well, Poppy sometimes, because she's a bit blind, God love her. Poppy's my hamster. Mm-hmm. She will sometimes, if you put your hand in to tickle her, she'll think that your finger is a bit of food and she'll have a little nibble. But it, she won't properly bite it. What's the lesson there? Don't put your fingers near her mouth. <laughs> but it's cute to tickle her chin. <laughs> what can you do? What can you do? Like this. Hey, Con- <laughs> hey. Connie. I've won. Uh, you know, I've had a. Cu- you know, I've had my cat used to uh, flip sometimes. You know, if you stroke them too long, they go a bit mad and bite mm. you. But not a serious experience. I did want to crack my head open because of a dog. When I was about four years old, a Great Dane puppy, but they were still bigger than mm. me, 
jumped on me excitedly just to have a bit of a fuss, but knocked me over and uh, I cracked my head on the curb and I had to have my head glued back together. Jesus Christ. Split, split my head open. And did you get that dog put down? I did, yeah. <laughs> Who was prime? I think it was Tony Blair at the time. He came round. He watched the vet. His deputy had an axe. Yeah. <laughs> he was just run, running his thumb along it. Yeah. And it, yeah, he was there to witness the execution. I've got a personal question for you. Oh, oh yeah. More personal than have you ever been Is there, an animal? Is there a head honcho of Wales? Like yes, I, th- I think he's called Alan Jones. He's the head of the Welsh you can't government. You just pluck two Welsh names out of a hat. <laughs> I'm sure it's Alan Jones, or it might be Carwin Jones. I can't remember. Carwin Car- Jones. Carwin Jones. And do you get like brought to office for having the most Welsh name? Is that is that like the election criteria? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like... You just have to Welsh. If your middle name's Llewellyn, you're, you're <laughs> practically in, yeah. But yeah, he's the head of the Welsh National Parliament. Yeah. Uh, Plaid Cymru, they call it. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Hey, we, hey, we're quite good. We have our own governments, our own language, and our own name for cheese on toast. Well, you're an expat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Not a very common name, Ron, is it? No. <laughs> well, we're 50 episodes in, but <laughs> it seems like a great time to... <laughs> Well, I wrote a thing the other the other day. The other day, I don't think we mentioned it's Ronald, it. Ronald, isn't it? Ronald, yeah, yeah. I wrote a thing. Do I like Harry Potter? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean the person? I mean the, the person. I mean the person. <laughs> All right. I don't think he's a very likable character, honestly. Like uh, Ron, more so. Yeah. Ron's got nothing good going no. on about him. I feel like Hermione's the most likable out of the three, and she's going around thumping people. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I like Harry that he's a bit sassy sometimes, isn't he, and says what he thinks. But then half the time he's it's just... a bit rude, isn't it? Yeah, he is rude. Yeah. Unnecessarily so. How many runs have you guys met in your life? Sorry to bring it back to that question, but How I need to know. How many runs? It's quite an old-fashioned name. How many famous runs can you think of? Ronnie Cray? Ronnie Cray, Ronnie Biggs. Ron, but they're Ron, all like Ronnies, aren't they? Ron Howard. Ron, director. Ron Howard. The, the two Ronnies. Ronnie two, O'Sullivan. Two Ronnies. He's good. Keep going. Um, Ron Jeremy, the 70s porn star. Ronald McDonald. Ronald McDonald. The most famous of the Ronalds. Oh. Ron McDonald. Yeah. More famous Ronald, than... Ronald Duck. Yeah. Ronald yeah. Trump. <laughs> Ronald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, uh, my fellow Americans. This is quite <laughs> close, but other president, Donald Reagan. I was the first Ronald. I was the best Ronald. No, it was a Ronald before me. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> Very good. You've been practising. I have a few Ronald. But, like, well, this was written a while ago, wasn't it? But Ronald, you wouldn't call a kid Ronald these days, no, I don't no, think. No, but it's going to be one of them. In about ten years, it'll come back round. Mm. And every kid will be called Ronald. You think? I think so. Things come round in circles, the don't kids they? Kids are called Hermione now because of the book. <laughs> are they? And kids are called, I don't know, like the names from Friends. Yeah. Loads of kids Gunter, are called, like... A lot of Gunters. <laughs> a lot of Gunters. I know a lot of babies called, like, Aria now. You know, from, like, Game oh, of Thrones. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Daenerys. Oh, yeah, that was a big, or Daenerys, that was a big yeah. Or, uh, Sean Bean. Sean Bean? God, this is baby Sean Bean. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> but, yeah, I am right. There's no more runs. <laughs> <laughs> Divination, right. The exam... Is one to one. 
with the teacher. And it reminded me of, you know, when you did like Spanish or. I've got that written right here. Have you? Yeah, well, please, please do. Divination, right? Yeah. Reminded yeah. me. You know when you did Spanish or French oral? Yeah. Yeah. See, I had the same. <laughs> what were exactly. you going to say? But I always found it weird because it was like strangely. <laughs> this isn't meant to mean it in the way that you might interpret it. Do you want to read what I've written? Is it the word intimate? Um, start there. It's weird. It's weird being alone with a teacher, isn't it? Very intimate, <laughs> sexual innocence. Is that what you were going to say? I was going to go as far to say it's intimate. <laughs> It'd be weird because you'd spend the whole five years of school sat in a classroom watching them present. Oh. Suddenly you sat in a cupboard with them. Just and me that's... and you now, baby. Yeah. Just make you move. Yeah. You've got one shot. You've got 30 minutes with me. <laughs> and they want to know what your hobbies are. You Luke! Think, were you thinking like the teacher fancied you? Lucas was talking earlier, before we started recording, about how inappropriately uh, female teachers dress. Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> no not how, in, how casually female teachers dress. <laughs> Listeners! That word's have been twisted. Because uniform for a male teacher, blazer, shirt, tie, need I go on? No. Trousers, trousers, socks, socks, trousers, socks, underpants, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, teachers, though, a female teacher's a bit more relaxed. Yeah. Leggings, um, sleeveless top, mm-hmm. loose fitting blouse, loose fitting blouse. Yeah. No, but I, I remember, I remember being alone with a teacher <laughs> and her having her foot off and me seeing her bare foot. Oh yeah. I remember thinking, I don't think I should be seeing yeah. my teacher's foot. No. I'm a. I'm a boy who's gone through puberty. I'm 17. <laughs> yes. Why should I... It's not right that I'm alone with teacher and yeah. I can see teacher's yeah. foot. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that, to, to be honest. If you have any thoughts on this, listeners, keep them to yourself. I've, well, I think maybe male teachers shouldn't have to wear, like, a, a three-piece suit. String vest. String yeah. vest. <laughs> Shorts. Open-toed sandal for a man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Unshaved leg. Yeah. Kilt. Kilt. They're underpants optional. <laughs> because that is, that is someone's heritage and culture. You can't take that away from them. Yeah, exactly. But if they're a PE teacher, you don't really want them trampolining in a kilt or anything like that. All right. As we all know, <laughs> PE teachers, they should lead by example, don't they? <laughs> Watch me, kids! <laughs> Whoa! Like a parachute on the way down. <laughs> And as we all know, P teachers, they don't they never get changed. They have the one yeah, out the school. One so they turn up to school when they're killed, and that'd be it, wouldn't it? Yeah. Two more minutes, children. <laughs> I think we get the seat drop now, sir. We understand. Keep watching for the thickies. <laughs> but yeah, it's very intimate being <laughs> alone with the teacher. And it would be horrendous. Like, (laughs) if you ever got something wrong in that oral test when you were with the teacher, you could just see their disappointed faces. Now, Trelawney, who on earth is she channeling that she loses her consciousness and starts coming out with this prediction out of her gob? Where's that coming from? I've no idea. Somewhere in the ether. Just because she's linked up with the uh, yeah. divination. 
But before she get come on, let me see. No, I was good. I think you're gonna hit on it in that she was getting a bit like hard on, on Harry with the with the hypocrite, right? Well yeah, but also Harry, take a hint. She's trying to help you in yeah. this exam. So she goes, What can you see in the crystal ball? And he's making it up because he can't see anything. And he goes, oh, I can see a hippogriff. And she goes, oh, that's, that's good. Write it down, <laughs> hippogriff. You might be thinking about Hagrid's trial. What, what's happening to it? And Harry goes, it's alive. And she goes, are, are you sure? <laughs> are you sure it's not losing its head and Hagrid's crying? Yeah. And then Harry's like, no, it's alive. Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Right, well, I've tried to help you. You've not accepted the hints. I'm going to have to give you zero. Fool. Ass. I've done that before in my Spanish exam. My oral. I confused the word tiempo. Tiempo means weather. And when she said it to me in a question, I thought it meant time. Mm. And so I just gave her the time. She She started shaking her hands frantically and then pointing out the weather. I pointed out the window and started like... (laughs) Trying to affect like the different weather that you might have. What's the time? It, uh, it's uh, ten o'clock. No, no, putting out the windows. Morning. It's morning. <laughs> it's all very sinister. This prediction that she has because she's teaching them all about. You look at your palms. You know, you look in the tea leaves. You look in the crystal ball. But this, yeah, like you said, this prediction, which is correct, we know, seems to come from. Somewhere unknown, it's very sinister. Mm. But I got the impression Harry wasn't actually predicting anything, he was just like making it up. Yes, he was. He was just making yeah, it yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I see what you mean, like in terms of it then, does seem a bit sinister. Where is the prediction coming from? It's like, yeah, yeah. Why can pe- some people do it and some people can't? Mm, it's weird, isn't it? I think everyone was just feeding off her, like so yeah. they're saying something and then she's leading them going. <laughs> And is it is it bad? And you go, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you just keep going with her, you can yeah. ace her. Well, that's the thing, and I think that's how these psychics do it. You know, like when they read people's fortune or contact dead relatives. Like, oh, I think I can, I can hear somebody coming through. Is it my uncle? <laughs> yes, I think it is your uncle. <laughs> yeah. You know, you've got to just say yes and go along with what people are saying. We find out, we get a letter from Hagrid, not damp this time, dry, yeah? Saying, yeah. Bookbeak, lose. Yeah. Bookbeak lost, Bookbeak gonna be killed. Bookbeak, die, you know come, Bookbeak execution. Yes. And what do they do? They come. They, come. they go. Yeah. Yeah. Hermione goes to get the invisibility cloak. Have you talked about the old woman's hump? It's a statue. We have, yeah. I think we have, yeah. yeah, but feel free to. Oh, so it's not, no, it's just like, it's a funny thing, isn't it? An old woman's hump, and they tap it, <laughs> give it a thump and it opens. Thumping a hump. Hey, listeners, this is why we get Lewis on. Why does Hagrid care so much about this beast? This man has got a personality disorder, right? He likes, um, he's one of them people who likes pets more than mm. actual human beings, right? Yeah. He cares more about these weird, violent creatures than he does about the safety of his students, his job, and his own well-being, for that matter. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, but he's, he seems like a troubled soul, doesn't he? I think he's... Because he's just lived mm. in that hut since he was 14. Mm-hmm. I think he went straight from being expelled to living in that hut. 
He's not got any friends, no. we don't think, really. The dating scene's a bit light, isn't it? With half <laughs> yeah. human, half hag, half uh, giants. You know? Yeah, mm. yeah. There's not going to be many. Uh, or walking up to the centaurs. Fancy yeah. a bit? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I love your rippling abs. <laughs> I heard you're gay. We are. <laughs> Doesn't mean we haven't got standards. <laughs> but he seems to, like, even the teachers seem to still treat him like a child. You know, like Mag- the way McGonagall mm. talks to him, the way Hagrid... He's uh, a teacher. He's uh, a teacher, he's got lessons. Yeah, but, you know, he is daft. <laughs> the lessons have been awful, the exam is ridiculous. He and does he's... paint his arse like a pumpkin as well. He so. paints his arse orange and falls <laughs> into the vegetable patch. Is that why the students, <laughs> Hermione, Harry and Ron, respectively, ignore his wishes consistently? Don't come to the execution. We're going. No respect. No respect. <laughs> because, well, I suppose he's just, he's arsing out yeah. as a teacher. So yeah. They just disregard what he wants and think they know better than him. If I was a student at Hogwarts, I'd be sick of all the drama constantly revolving around these three and Hagrid. You'd yeah. be like, can you all just stop? And also Draco, stop getting involved with them. <laughs> They're all mucking about. Can we not just yeah. be kids? Yeah. I'm sick of it. Yeah. But yeah, I think they treat Hagrid like a kid as well. Yeah. Oh, he can't cope on his own. We better go round. Where are his friends? Where mm. are his colleagues? I feel the, sorry for Hagrid. The Leaky Tavern. The Leaky Tavern. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Uh, well, the Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky thing is, Lucas, the animals are his friends. Exactly. That's why he loves them so much. This is where it's come round. Mm. He loves the animals. Animals don't let you down. They go to Hagrid's shack, and what do they find in a milk jug? Scabbers! Yeah. Scabbers in a milk jug. The second reason to not have a cup of tea around Hagrid's. (laughs) (laughs) The first one was, he washes himself in his... In his water, in his drinking water. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he dunks his head in it. Yeah. And then he uses that to boil cups of tea. What? Like, throughout this book, I'm thinking of Scabbers as Peter Pettigrew. Yeah, Yeah. because you know... Why is why is he in Hagrid's hut? What's the what's the end game there? Warm. Well, it's warm, and the dog ain't gonna get in there. <laughs> is Pettigrew is he getting up to mischief? Like being a rat? He's like survived. is he trying to do things like mess up? Because he's, he's... <sighs> not uh, not necessarily mess up. I feel like he's being a spy. Ah, right. Okay. I, I think the reason he's part of the Weasley family is so that he can maybe listen ah, to. Right, right, yeah. I don't know, Order of the Phoenix plans or What's whatever. What's he doing, though? Is he writing, like, little rap notes and sending them to, to the... Uh... No, I don't... But I think he's just surviving. Because yeah. Because the Weasleys don't have any Order of the Phoenix plans. No, but I think maybe in, initially, like, 12 years ago... He might... No. You know? Didn't he? Because he went into hiding as soon as the Dark Lord fell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's just waiting for him to return, isn't he? Maybe he just likes cheese. But he's not been... He's just been surviving. Yeah. But would he not rather just hang around with some Death Eaters, just live with them? Mm. Or does he not know who to trust? He is a bit of a rat anyway, so... Man's a rat. Yeah. Man, <laughs> man's a rat. Man's a rat. Man's a big rat. <laughs> mm. A scene that I think actually really improved the film, a lot of people don't like film adaptations, do they? they think, oh, the book's better and all that. But I feel like the scene where Harry sees Peter Pettigrew on the map thinking he's dead... And he passes him oh, on the yeah. corridor and he doesn't see anything. Oh, that is good. I feel like that's a great yeah, addition to the yeah. film that isn't in the book. Well, that's very good. Yeah, I thought that was good. 
Uh, Scabbers has been very naughty. No, yeah. Biting. Yeah. Screaming. Yeah. Not like our Connie. <laughs> Connie's been silent most of the show. She'd never yeah. do anything like that, would you, Connie? Yeah. And Connie is, like Peter Pettigrew, a Death Eater in disguise. No, <laughs> I won't say that to Connie. You've upset Connie now. Hey, who knows? I can see it in her eyes. She ain't no Death Eater. <laughs> We're in the wisdom world, are we? Oh, yeah. She'd never do that. And also, Ron realises that um, Scabbers ain't dead. When are we getting that apology, Ron? <laughs> for, the, for the past, like, five chapters, he's iced out Hermione completely and accused her cat of killing this yeah. rat, and he's not spoken to her at all. I was outraged for Hermione in this chapter. The first thing he does, he's been an arse to Hermione for half this book because he thinks that Crookshanks has murdered Scabbers. First thing he says, Scabbers, Scabbers, don't worry. There aren't any horrible cats round here. Ron, do you want to fuck off with that shade? You've been having a go at me because you think Crookshanks killed Scabbers and here's Scabbers alive. Do you want to just drop the shade for five seconds, give me an apology and then eat some humble pie? I was angry. And eat some rock cakes. <laughs> yeah. But for me, I don't know, could you watch this execution? I don't, I don't think I would want to, to be no. honest. If it was like a lethal injection. Like maybe. Peak. <laughs> it's a bit yeah, horrible, a isn't peak. it? Yeah, not with an axe. Well, so. if it's a lethal injection, you could stroke it and yeah. it goes under. Yeah. yeah. I've, seen a t- uh, I've seen a hedgehog been run over and that was bad enough. I wouldn't want to see it. Hippogriff I had his head chopped off. Oh, I ran over a, a, a rabbit once. A bunny. Oh. Rabbit in the road. And all of a sudden, I was like, oh, bloody hell. Slid over it. And I, hit, I could see it like that. The skin had completely come off it, like from under my tyres. I look in my mirror. <laughs> this rabbit that he's now made up <laughs> of muscle and bones is chasing nah. after my car and I am scared I am scared I'm, and I can't I can't drive fast enough it's gaining on me yeah and anyone interested in Tom's horror remake of Watership Down please keep an eye on his Instagram page Watership Down is already a horror <laughs> yeah bright eyes right how many how many how many skinless rabbits <laughs> chasing after you out of five are you going to give this chapter? I really like this chapter. I feel like there's always a chapter in these books where suddenly it's like, right, the climax is coming. Mm. We're about to get cracking. And I feel like this is it. Yeah. Professor Trelawney's prediction is a big, you know, we think it's true. You know, the servants coming back, blah, blah, blah. We're assuming it's serious black, I think. I liked it. Exams are over. I feel relief on behalf of Hermione. I'm just glad that she's going to have a rest. She hasn't got any exams mm. to worry about. I enjoyed it, um, and I like what it's setting up. I'm going to give it a very solid four skinless rabbits chasing after Tom's car out of five. <laughs> Which definitely happened. How about you? Me. Well, I'm probably going to go a little bit lower than Lucas. I thought it was like maybe a little bit disjointed. It sort of jumped around quite a lot, but that's what Harry Potter generally does. You know, mm-hmm. it covers a lot of bases. Um, 
it presented more questions than answers, but that goes along with what you were saying in that you know the payoffs coming, mm-hmm. right? And it like did explain quite a lot, so I thought that was quite quite interesting. But I'm going to go with three skinless rabbits out of five. Very good. Mm. Now, me and Connie, when we sat down to read this chapter, we started turning the pages, right? And we got a bit bored. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exams, yeah? And we didn't like what we were reading. The exams were boring. They didn't seem to make sense. We were critical of all the teachers and all the students, everyone's behaviour in total. We didn't enjoy it. And for that reason, me and Connie are giving it one skinless rabbit chasing after a car. Five. <laughs> That's, oh. That is cutting. Connie is the Simon Cowell of this <laughs> podcast. Because I don't think we got a good rating last week either. <laughs> And I am the Louis Walsh of this podcast. You remind me of a young Peter Kay. <laughs> I want everyone in Ireland to be voting for this chapter. <laughs> okay, now are you ready for this week's exciting segment of quiz? The prize? You get to hold Connie for five seconds. Oh, now I want And a kiss. <laughs> No. Not a kiss off Connie. Last week, Lewis, I won the quiz. Oh, yeah. And I got to hold Connie for a moment. And it was fleeting. (laughs) No sooner had she entered my grasp than Tom had plucked it from me. So uh, five seconds is luxury that I'm hoping to earn. Question one. What We've did... not done the theme tune. Oh, yeah. <gasps> quiz, 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 Gonna ask you some questions. How well will you do? Quiz, 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 Gonna ask you about Harry Potter looks. How well will you do? I'll blow you a kiss. Question one. And you, if you know the answer, you can interrupt and steal. Buzz in. Steal? No, Lewis can't win the five seconds with Gunny off Trust me, Lucas, I can't. I think you've got it in the bag, mate. Oh, no. Question one. Yeah. What did Neville have on his lap? What book? Uh, Unfogging the Future. Correct. (laughs) You better get in, boy. Is this like the chase? How does it work? If he gets one, does he win? Question two. (laughs) What did Harry see in the crystal ball? Nothing. Too right. (laughs) (laughs) That was a trick question. Question three. What did you have to keep alive in Hagrid's exam? Flubber worm. Correct, three right. <laughs> Question four. Yeah. Where was Scabbers found? In the milk jug in Hagrid's shack. Correct. Question five. Oh, what's this gonna be? <laughs> Question bloody five. I wanna hold Connie. <laughs> what we to ignore the directions of? Hinky Punk. Oh, I knew that as well. Oh. Lucas is too quick. Hey, I was well playing, well you know. Done, well done, Lucas. Any other prize, I'd have, I'd, you know, let Lewis have one, but I just want to hold Connie for five seconds. Who do you think you are kidding, <laughs> Mr. Hitler, if you think old England? <laughs> oh, we didn't even get to the end of the line. Not even a verse. Oh, <laughs> Quiz, 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 quiz,
Pottervision called An Ode to Pottervision. Excellent. Oh, and excited. a small haiku at the end. So, oh, um, my God. I've been uh, reading a bit of poetry. Yeah. And I've run this past my partner. She said it was good. So I thought I'd uh, perform it for you now. Okay. Brilliant. An Ode to Pottervision. Pottervision. To describe the inverse, do we start with the hosts or with the fiction? Saying things that would make a mother's lips purse. <laughs> Tell tales of wizards with comedic diction. Baby Lucas singing ditties so sweet. Of man not a mole despite rambling song. Rundowns of chapters so great and so deep. Lend spells of a last that waggling tongue. Hark, hear Tom talk Tesco, clown or king. Northern drawl drips like slime down our ears, mouthful of smut, like slugs fit to bursting. Once it's released, brings great warming tears. Magic charm of laughter, given not once, but gifted many. Oh shit, I said nonce. Oh, beautiful. That was beautiful. And Thank also, you so much. A beautiful sonnet in the traditional Shakespearean or Elizabethan... Iambic pentameter. Yeah, fantastic. And my haiku... Just to finish the show? Yeah. Pottervision show. Now that you're doing so well, will I get my cut? Shut up. <laughs> There's a one word syllable I'd, uh, I'd like to add to that poem, but it ruined the. Uh, Thank you so much for letting me read that out. Thank you very much for reading it. If we could please have a, a picture of it, we'll put it up on our social media. That'd be lovely. Oh, thank there you, you very much. Look at that, it's even printed from a Google Doc. Start your engines, because it's time for the nation's second favourite segment. It's Hedwig's Droppings. We're not alluding to owl poo. We're not alluding to ploppings. We mean the messages you send in when we allude to Hedwig's Droppings. What's in a beak this week? <laughs> she can hardly fit anything else in there, God bless her. Now then, the first thing we've had is... Spit or swallow, Hedwig, make up your mind. <laughs> oh, spit out those messages, please. We'd like to read them. We've had a lovely five-star review from Conky Face. Now, Conky Face says, I thought I knew everything there was to know about Harry Potter. I had read the books, seen the films, visited the theme park... But it wasn't until a friend recommended the Pottervision podcast that my eyes were open to the true story behind the curtain of the wizarding world of Harry Potter. Mm. This is a truly heartwarming and hilarious chapter-by-chapter -chapter look through the seven books of the Harry Potter series. With hosts that are a joy to listen to and who create as much fun and interest out of Hagrid's drinking problems and Dumbledore's questionable nighttime corridor creeping as the spells and creatures of JK's fantasy world. If you are looking for a new podcast to binge on or just a funny bit of conversation to pass the time, then look no further. What a show, what a chapter, what a podcast! Amazing. What a lovely I challenge review. anyone to beat that review. I dare you. Try and write a better review. Yes, please. <laughs> and give it five stars as well. We've had another message from Shelley Silla Roosh on Instagram, who says that she's slowly catching up to the current episodes, but she has just heard Tom's Trump impression in episode 34. I'm truly shook it was uncanny. <laughs> Tremendous, you might say. Because it feels a lot better to hear that voice now that he's finally out of office. Praise Jesus. And congratulations on the 50 episodes. 
Shelley, you are right. It is the best Trump impression going, isn't it? Yeah, how would you how would you describe it, Mr. Trump? Oh, I don't know, I'd say it's fantastic, isn't it? Hey, go on, give us a bit. Uh Shelley, you're <laughs> Gone shy, I've gone He's gone shy. shy, listeners. Go on, do your comedy. You were the first one to compliment my Trump impression. That's awful. <laughs> <laughs> We've caught him unawares, listeners. You've ruined it, Shelley. Oh. Catch up, catch up on the pod so you, till you find out you've ruined it. We're at a fiftieth birthday barbecue, and we're asking him to do his comedy routine, aren't we, in front of friends and family? Well, thank you very much, Shelley, for getting in touch. We've also had a message from Steve Sims on Facebook. Now, Steve says, Dear Pottervision, I have recently started listening to the podcast, having been recommended it by a friend. I spent today laughing at Pervy Dumbledore and his creepy antics sneaking around after Harry in the first book. Then had to laugh again when I turned off the pod to see that the title of the next Fantastics Beasts film has been announced as The Secrets of Dumbledore. I do hope said secrets are not as sordid as the Pottervision show suggests. I absolutely love the show and I'm spreading the word as much as I can. Also, can you please tell my colleague George, who also listens to the podcast, to stop playing with his wand and get some drawing done? Well, listen up, George. Stop playing, you mad bastard, with that wand and get get bloody drawing. And what job they have? Oh. Drawing. <laughs> <laughs> They're drawers. <laughs> Thanks for getting in touch, Steve. Now, Tom, you put a little poll out, didn't you, on uh, Instagram this week? P-O-L-L. We wanted to get some audience feedback on our new host, Connie. <laughs> and uh, feedback's been good. said that they love Connie, and 20% said that they want Connie to F off. (laughs) That's pretty good, isn't it? Four out of five. I looked at the people who said F off Connie. Yeah. Mostly, and I put another status out about this. Yeah. Mostly men. Mm. What does that say? Yeah. With the other ones, the yeses, mostly women. People just don't like seeing chicks successful. Yeah. Mm. We've had two new patrons that we'd like to welcome. We've had Ellen Crowley, who is a new baby Harry. So, hello, baby Ellen. Hello, baby Ellen. (laughs) We've had another new patron, Grace Truly, who is a new baby Hermione. Hello, Grace. (laughs) Now, we've actually had a message from Grace, who says she has a few questions on the show, but... The questions are actually for Connie. Ooh. So you want to go get Connie, Tom? Is she asleep? Here <laughs> she is. Right, now we've got three questions that Grace would like to ask Connie. Okay, come on, Connie. So number one is, Connie, how did you meet Tom? And why do you refuse to speak to Lucas? <laughs> she met me, uh, she lived in this house long before I did. Oh. Yeah, she's always had this house, and uh, she'll stay in this house longer after I'm dead. Oh, lovely. Yeah. Why does she refuse to speak to you? <laughs> yes, yes, go on. She's shy. Oh, she's shy. <laughs> All right, question number two. Connie, who is your favourite Harry Potter character? 
And finally, Connie, do you wish that you'd been hatched under a toad? In which case, you would be Connie the Basilisk. Yes, yes, yes. She says no. She says no, Grace. She says no. Thank you very much for all your questions. If anybody wants to get in touch for next week, questions for myself, Tom, or Connie. Questions for Connie, the new segment. Yeah, questions for Connie, Connie's questions. <laughs> uh, please let us know, potvisioncomedy at gmail.com, or find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Hedwig's Droppings. This has been the Pottervision Podcast. Thank you much to everybody for... Uh... Let me do that again. <laughs> This has been the Pottervision Podcast. Thank you to everybody for listening and thank you to Lewis Shaw for joining us once again. Thank you so much for having me and I'll hopefully be back again, but obviously by invite only. We'll have a chat once you've gone (laughs) and decide. But listeners, we're going on tour. Check out all the dates. There are now 14 dates. We're going to be in Belfast on the 12th of March. That's our newest date, but we're going all around the UK, starting with, if I can get when this is being released properly, this week in Chorley. And what we're going to be doing is next episode, we will have a wonderful guest in David Stanier, Mm. who will be supporting us in Chorley, and he'll be joining us at the scene to uh, help us out with the podcast next week. Mm. You are being spoilt with guests. Check out all the dates, potvision.com, and they're all on there with the ticket links. If you want to support the show, you go to patreon.com slash pottervision. There's bonus episodes, there's merchandise, there's our 2019 live show recording. But otherwise, if you want to give us a five-star review, please do. Or get in touch on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search Pottervision. Next week, it is episode 52. It's our one-year anniversary. (laughs) We've got special guest, the wonderfully silly David Stanier, and it's chapter 17 of book three, Cat, Rat and Dog. You've been Lewis Shaw. Goodbye. You've been Tom Lawrenson. And you have been Lucas Kirkby. Goodbye. Motivation. Thank you for listening to the Potter Vision podcast. The music was performed by Jack Evans. You can contact us through our website, pottervision.com. And if you'd like bonus content and to support the show, you can visit patreon.com forward slash pottervision.